Hi, this is Christopher Walken. I, uh, calling in is sick and wrong with a joke. Uh, what's the difference between Amy Winehouse and a moped? A moped can make it to 30. Gotta go. Bye. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm Lance. What's up? What's up there, Wacker? Nothing. Chilling? Chilling. You uh, drinking wine? I'm not drinking anything. What? Okay, Wackerly. This is uh, episode 365, a landmark fucking episode, and you're drinking water? Not, no MGD? Yep. <clears throat> nope. God. I forgot. <laughs> Actually, I, I, I have I Coors in my fridge, but I'm too lazy to go get it. I'm not sure if I can fucked. even measure the disappointment, like the level of disappointment I have in you right now. I'm thinking about trying that uh, thing where you don't drink in February at all. What? For a whole yeah. month. Uh, well, I, the way I'm going to do it, and I think the way most people do it, is you you drink on the Super Bowl, obviously, uh, but that's the third, and then after that, you you don't. It's the shortest month, <laughs> which is I, why you I, do it. On fe- I, I don't understand why is it a thing. Uh, it's just a thing. It's like the whole mustache, mustache November. November. Yeah, same thing. Same people doing that. Same people sponsor it. You know, Wackley, I'm not a sheep. You know, I'm, I I don't buy into this uh, this this hive mindset of yours about about bettering yourself. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> Good job of being individual. I commend you. So um, I woke up really early today, and uh, it was it was weird. The reason I like eleven thirty. No, no, I woke up at five fifty a.m. And the oh. reason I woke up. Did you have diarrhea? Or <laughs> <laughs> yes, but that's beside the point. <laughs> yeah. um, the reason I woke up is because I participated in an eBay auction for the first time. Have you ever done that? I've been on eBay looking at things and thinking, well, I'd like to buy that, but I, I just don't, I don't even understand it. Or maybe I've bid on something and I never won, but not, not in like recent memory. You know, I've never bid on anything. I've never purchased. I've I've looked on eBay and I've just been like, you know what? I don't want to sign up and deal with that. I don't you know really... what? I, I was on there recently looking for these like obscure comic books, and I just could it couldn't even find them. I mean, they they have a lot of things that I guess I would purchase, but it's just I'd rather just deal with Craigslist. It's local. You can just go over yeah. there and get it, and just it's done. You know, for I like just... your 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 beanie like limited issue beanie babies and pogs and stuff. That's the thing that I'm looking for, you know. That's what I'm searching for, and they're and they're very difficult to find. Um, the, no, the reason I went on there is because I've been uh, I've been trying to upgrade my stereo system because I haven't mm. done that since I, I guess like 1995. 
I have an old stereo system and I listen to a lot of records. So I've been looking for a pair of speakers, B&W speakers, Bowers and Wilkins, high-end audio equipment. And they're good speakers. They're a nice uh, Limey company. Limey's, that's the one thing Limey's know how to do. They don't know how to fight wars, but they certainly can make a damn good speaker. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is a good. It's that good. and like what? Aston Martins? Uh, Doc Martins. They're good at that. Oh, and Aston Martins. Yeah. Jaguars. Jaguar. Jaguar was bought by Ford. Along, I don't think it's really like built there anymore. And then Ford spun it off to somebody else. I, I'm sure B and W are probably speakers. Probably they probably have factories here. But Rolls Royce, I think. Is that also English? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. So this but pair of speakers, speakers. <laughs> this pair of speakers I was looking for, they're um, they're they're like around I think around twenty two hundred dollars for a pair new. No, just a pair. Just a pair. There's no just no two. surround sound going on. No subwoofer, no rear speakers, two bookshelf speakers. They're that expensive. Bookshelf? Yeah. They're, they're not even like full, you know, uh, like full. Well, they're not even like the, you know, the full size speaker. They're just like bookshelf speakers. I mean, they're are decent Are you sure size. these are going to pull trim? Oh, these will pull trim. They're aesthetically. <laughs> okay. They're, 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 the, they're so aesthetically that pleasing. They'll just make a girl moist just looking at them. And as soon as she hears, you know, the Neil Diamond coming through the speakers. Oh, dude. She, her legs will just kind of just give away, and then she'll just be on the ground taking off her clothes. And then you have to take her to the hospital. About... <laughs> so there's something wrong. I think my date is having a stroke. Anyway, I saw them. The speakers. I saw these speakers up there like yesterday, and they were like, uh, at that point, it was like around $650 for the pair, which is a, an incredible deal for B&W CM5 speakers. And now, uh, How much do these things sell for new? If $650 2200 2200 for a pair yeah it's like it's i mean these are like last or you know two-year-old speakers so anyway the auction ended at six this morning pacific time so i bid which means that the seller is a massive cock right well he's probably he's east coast so it's nine o'clock over there still it's a saturday you get, morning. You get up that early don't you it's don't a saturday you? morning yeah but i mean i don't want to be forced to to win some fucking ebay bid well, I didn't know how it worked. I was talking to somebody about this, and I was like, what, do you just put your bid in, and then just hopefully you win, and you find out when you wake up? But then they're like, no, it all comes down to the last five minutes. So It's, I, like, a, it's like basketball. It does. Like why, it, even, exactly. why even bother with the fucking preliminary? Just watch the last 10 minutes. Well, people have been bidding on this. This thing had been up for like over a week, and people have been bidding. They had like 30 bids, and so I woke up at like 5.50, 10 minutes before the auction ended. And in that time, there were probably about 20 people bidding. Mm-hmm. And it all came down. Like, it, it, you know, you see it, like the, the numbers turn red and it starts counting down. And it was like 30 seconds left. I threw in my bid of like $760, which is the highest I was going to pay. Mm-hmm. And I ended up uh, getting them. Won the auction. Won the auction. Now, how do you know that it's not just the guy that's selling these speakers that like keeps like making you bid up? With like fake accounts. Well, because of what if if he wins, then I guess. Well, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess he could. Then he that. doesn't have to sell them to himself, and he just waits for yeah. the next the next sucker. But you can also look at the uh, person's history, like if they bid on a bunch of different things. Yeah, I'm sure eBay frowns on that. Yeah, I mean, of... but, but but you know what? You never know. I mean, I wonder like what happens if I get these, and it's just uh, you know the 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 box is a B and W box, but inside it's just a bunch of uh, human feces. Sornies. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. Fisher Price speakers. I, I have no idea what might happen. 
But um, it, it was exhilarating. I was kind of stoked. I was like, oh, my God, this is like coming down to the last few seconds. And I could just picture like these mantatites on the other, you know, on, the, on their computers, like the comic book guy from The Simpsons. Yeah. Just like, damn him. Like, fuck you. Yep. I got the <clears throat> BMWs. You are king fuck of shit mountain. Thinking about this wackily, you know, between my bidding on high-end audio equipment and you drinking your fine wines and, and now stopping and, and, and uh, taking a hiatus from drinking because of, the, of your new bourgeois hive mind mentality, um, this show's become kind of bourgeois. Bougie. So um, speaking of uh, bourgeois activities, um, the other okay. day... I took a uh, friend of mine out for her birthday, and uh, we went to a uh, restaurant downtown in Little Tokyo, the Little Tokyo area of L.A., which is right next to downtown. I like that area. Very Actually, safe. I kind of like it, too. It's, it's much smaller than Japantown in San Francisco, which is also small. This is oh, only wait, like wait, two wait streets. A so I, I'm thinking of Japantown. Is that the same thing in L.A.? We call it Little Tokyo. We meaning Los Angelinos? The Angelinos refer to it as okay. Little Tokyo. <laughs> All right. We are thinking about the same. But it, so it's, it's close to downtown, but it's not nearly as sketchy as the rest of downtown is what I like about it. Yeah, it's kind of like this uh, strange oasis. Like there's, the homeless people don't go there, but it's right next to where all the, you know, Skid Row. Yeah. But for some reason, the homeless people don't go down to Second or First Street. Maybe it's because. Tokyo. Well, because they know karate, you know. And nobody's going to give them any money. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because they're cheap. Are like homeless, well, just Japanese people don't have a good view of homeless people. Yeah. All right. So they're, they're cheap and they, uh, they're unsympathetic and they know karate. But anyway, then the neighborhood is actually kind of nice. And so there's a sushi restaurant we went there called Hama, which if you're in L.A., it's probably one of the best sushi restaurants I've been to. It's very authentic. Fish is really fresh. Did you get a free meal for this endorsement on this famous, world famous podcast, or what? I should, because yeah. uh, God knows they charge enough. Yeah. But anyway, the, the the funny part of the story that I'm getting to, I'm just kind of this is the lead up. I'm building up to it. We're bantering, and we're bantering. So we're sitting there, and, and this isn't the type of sushi restaurant that um that it, it's funny because it, it, you go into a lot of sushi restaurants are Americanized, where they you get like I want a dragon roll, or I want the rock and roll, or I want it's this deep roll. fried, yeah, or you know like the, the San Francisco roll with salmon and cream cheese or something, you know, it's or ranch dressing. Yeah, it, it, th th this place active. only serves sushi, like slices of fish. That's it. You can't even get a, a little pad of rice, and that's that's that. They, like they have that. hand rolls. Like that. They have hand rolls, like but but there's okay. no like you can't just get like a uh, California roll. There, there's no they don't have that. I, I think do that's like the, the California roll, but I am completely low class. Well, I think that's the way it is in Japan. It's just like you just get slices of of miscellaneous fish, like fish that you don't even recognize. Like it's well, weird. The, the more obscure it is, the more they can charge for it. I believe. Yeah, it's, I mean they they have like twenty five dollar nigiri sushi like it was just two pieces of fish or whatever the yeah. fish is i, I can't I even pronounce it's good. it yeah no i mean the, the 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 place is amazing but you I said would, or, i would you, never take a fish out of the ocean and just like peel a part of its gut out and put it in my mouth and think that that would be good but when the, you know these japanese sushi master guys do it it does it tastes incredible i have to admit yeah you know it's it's it like melts in your mouth i mean it's like such it's yeah i mean the, the, the consistency of like some of the fish that they have it's just like like wow, you're not even chewing on it. Does this mean is the and this is the closest you get to like me going out and eating like a big raw cheeseburger. Like you're just fucking 
gorging yourself on raw pieces on of fish. raw pieces of fish yeah i mean it's 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 yeah i, I love sushi it's one of my favorite meals but what's weird about this place is you don't sit at tables. You only can sit around the bar. Like a lot of times. That's where, the, that's where the sushi master is standing there and he's just serving it to you. Like, there's three of them and they're like going, hi, hi, and like yelling at you. And you have to like be like, yeah, excuse me, sir. I'll take a hand roll. You know, there's not like, a lot of fucking around allowed. And, it, it, you know, it's, it, it's nerve wracking because you're like, God, you know, I don't want to like make an ass of myself. This guy looks so busy. He's just like whirling his Ginsu knives. He has a giant knife. He could stab me. Easily, you know, yeah. or throw a chopstick through my eye. But so we're sitting on the corner of this uh, the sushi bar around there. And then all of a sudden, like, I, I think we, we just got sake. And I think we had, uh, like, um, then, yeah, we had, like, uh, the first couple pieces of fish. And then right. my, my friend starts laughing. And she's laughing. I'm like, what? She goes, guess who's about to sit right next to you? And I was like, who? And I look over. None other than my arch nemesis, Vincent Gallo. I couldn't o believe it. M G. <laughs> Appropriate That's the response. Thing I've heard ever. I and couldn't if you hadn't believe told it. Told to me before the show, I would be laughing harder. But that, I couldn't. It's so believe fucking it. hilarious, dude. It was funny because at first I was just like, I thought she was fucking with me. She was like, Oh, you're never gonna believe who's walking in here right now. Oh, and he's gonna sit right next to you. And I was like, Who? And I look over and I'm like, It took me a couple seconds. And I'm like, Oh my god. I mean, and, did it feel like somebody just brought a big mirror into the restaurant? You know, I didn't personally like seeing him in the flesh. I don't think we look that similar. First of all, he he's right. at least fifteen years, fourteen years older than me. He's got to be in his early fifties. You're splitting hairs. Let's say fifteen. Okay, he's fifty, so he's like twelve years older. Let's but, say um, ten. Actually, he, I mean, he's good looking for a fifty-year-old guy. You know, oh, I mean, he's, this is getting into narcissistic territory. Okay, <laughs> not that I'm going to look that good at that age, but he's a lot grayer. I mean, he's got like kind of a beard. He's got yeah. gray hair. So, I mean, just looking at us, if we were standing side by side, you wouldn't, I mean, you'd kind of see a, a resemblance, but you wouldn't be like, oh my God, that, that's his doppelganger. You wouldn't think that immediately. Now, was there acknowledgement? Did he, because obviously you know who he is and he doesn't know you, who you are. It's asymmetrical like that, but he had to see you and think, wow, that guy kind of looks like a 10 year younger version of me. Well, you know what was weird about it? So he sent down the, – the, he didn't sit directly next to me. There was like a, a couple, these two girls that were next to me, and then uh, but he, was, okay. he was diagonally across. So, I mean, when I was looking at my friend to talk to her because she was on the corner, like we were seated at the corner. a little bit, right? Yeah, well, I, was, I would, had to look at him. Like he was in the peripheral vision. I noticed a couple times he was looking at me and was just like kind of doing a double take like this is weird. And then he was with this like super hot chick too. Totally my of type. Course. God, I hate that guy. Your, but, um, your type being the super hot chick? No, but like pale, black hair, that kind of thing. It's <laughs> the Whatever. usual girl I go for. But yeah. uh, anyway, he, she was like looking over and then they kind of point. She, like she pointed. And I was thinking, you know, from the profile, we, we do look very similar. Like he just looks like a 10-year-older version, a 10-year-older version of me. Uh-huh. And, uh, and what's well, weird, we're the same height, like same build. Like he's not that big of a guy. The, I would actually thought that you'd be taller than him. No, when uh, when he was walking in, I was coming, or when we were leaving, he got, got up to go to the bathroom and walked by me, and he kind of did this like mean. I gave him a mean mug because he's my arch nemesis. <laughs> he's been my arch nemesis since like God, like college, I think, or no, my senior year of high school. Well, I told you this story since the first time that somebody said, "Hey, you look like that guy who's in a movie and who's very famous." No, okay, well, yeah, I don't think right. I ever heard this story. Okay, I, so, I thought it was just an a, a, an eternal thing. 
No, tell this, it. this can is. You, can you abbreviate it and tell it in a minute? Yeah, I'm going to tell it to you really quickly. My deal okay. in high school, this was my thing. I made it up. So I used to go, you know, I'm a hip guy. I'm cool. I got to, you know, I'm, I'm not sartorially challenged. In high school? Yeah, well, you know what it was in high school? I couldn't afford to keep up with the trends. Like my parents didn't have enough money to buy me like Z Cavaricis or guest jeans or whatever. I think I had one pair of guest jeans. Those were the trends. You know, those were the trends. And my parents just couldn't afford to buy me polo shirts. So I think yeah. I had like one polo shirt. So eventually what ended up happening is like me and uh, my friend Kessler like went to like the thrift store. And there were some awesome thrift stores there. And like we started doing that. Like I'd buy you like. You know why? Because, because thrift stores weren't cool, cool at that time. So they weren't picked over. Whereas Dude. now you go to a thrift store and all the hipsters have harvested all the kids. And it's just like this gross, stained, disgusting clothing used to belong to a right. homeless person. Right. But, but back then you'd go to a Goodwill and like, yeah, or Salvation Army. And it's like you'd come out with like some awesome rocker tees. Like I had this docking tee that I used to wear all the time, a Guns N' Roses tee. And I, had, I was really into women's polyester pants. But my thing in the winter... I'm going to let that one go in the <laughs> they interest fit, of time. They okay. fit really well. Um, but my thing in the winter was holiday sweaters. That was my thing. I came All up right. with it. I'd wear a holiday sweater, not on the, the particular holiday. I'd wear like the Halloween sweater all year round. I didn't care. Or, in or July. My, or my not? Thanksgiving sweater. Or I had like one of the candy cane on. I was just like, I was, that was my thing. You surely, surely were a proto-hipster, right? Yeah, I'm too old to be a hipster, but yeah, I mean, and hipster, that's why, you know, you know plus, I mean, it wasn't, hip. wasn't hip. back then. Everybody looked at you and you're like, that guy is annoying and I hate what he's doing and he's just turning me off. But yeah. you're a proto hipster. I, I was a proto hipster because I mean, we're, we're too old. And plus we were in a place that was so completely unhip, like mid Michigan. Right. Even know? the hip people were like two years behind, you know, what was going on in New York and Los Angeles. Well, I think that might have been where I got it. It's like I took a trip to Chicago and I was like, oh, this place is cool. And I think I saw it because I was like, oh, so when I came back, I'm like, I'm going to be wearing holiday sweaters and blah, blah, blah. Right. That was my thing. Anyway, I think it was my freshman year of college and I was wearing my holiday sweater to class and I thought it was cool. And then I stopped to go. Uh, and at this point, people have already said, you know, you look like Vincent Gallo is when Buffalo 66 came out. Or, I actually love that movie. Or maybe it was my sophomore year of college. I'm not I had sure. A big, I was at a big boner for uh, Christina Ricci. Who was she super hot produced. in that movie, though. Yeah. And so anyway, I remember seeing this and I was like, okay, you know, I don't know who that guy is. He doesn't look like me. Whatever. I don't really care. But then I saw him in like Vogue magazine or some fashion magazine wearing a I'm fucking... I'm going to let that one go also. Well, you no, know, I think it was, uh, I don't know. You do have a sister. So it might, I think it was my sister that pointed it out, and she's like, check this out. Or I think it was my sister. It might have been a girlfriend. I don't know. Someone pointed it out. And he was wearing a fucking holiday sweater, not on the holiday. Ironically, just like me. And you look like him. And I look like him. And he's famous. So then it means I'm just ripping on this style. It's I'm just copying him. And from that point on, I was like, you know what? If I ever meet that guy... It's going to be a fight to the death, like Highlander. You know, it's going to be, there can only be one. And I met him. Well, sort of met him. He sat next to me at the sushi place and nothing happened. <laughs> you know what you should have done just passive aggressively? You should have uh, talked to, you know, Mr. Master Sushi Chef, Sushi Chef, <laughs> and said, uh, hey, dude, I'd like to buy that guy some fugu and uh, fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> just poison him. With bad fugu. I'm sure that would have been a good I'm sure revenge. If you tipped the sushi chef for like 20 bucks, he would give him poison fugu, right? I should have done that. You know, I don't think anyone like 
I didn't see any. Well, I'm, in L.A., you have to act cool if there's a star near you. But I don't think anybody uh, – I don't think they knew who – I don't think people recognized him. I don't think the sushi chefs were like, oh, Vincent Gallo. You know, I don't think anyone cared, but I noticed him. I am I, – I, I, I mean, I can't express how disappointed I am that there isn't a photo. And I even know the friend that you're talking about, and I've sent her a text saying how disappointed I am in her – that she, Did she respond that you take a photo together. Um, but it's like that opportunity is not going to arise again unless you could just keep going back to that sushi place over and over, hoping that he also frequents it, I guess. If, but, if he's there again, there will be a fight. Guaranteed. A photo. <laughs> I, just, I want a photo of you guys standing next to each other. And you could even, you know, you could use the photo to point out how like, you know, we don't really look alike and you could use like a red, uh, you know, MS paint marker and be like, see, our, our eyes are different and our like chin is a different shape and our forehead is slightly different too. But it's kind of disappointing. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I, I, I should have. The story is great, but a photo would be even greater. But just of all the people to sit near me, I just, that was like the worst one. I I couldn't believe it. It kind of, it didn't ruin my dinner. I mean, I, I tried to ignore him, but uh, the rage within, it was difficult. To, it was this unbridled rage. It was difficult I would like to, to control. I would like to go to a restaurant in L.A. and, and meet Super Dave Osborne. <laughs> what, do you, do you, is he your arch nemesis? No, I mean, we don't look alike, but I just think it would be funny. I would be like, hey, dude, what's up, Super Dave? <laughs> Whatever happened to Mr. Bill? He was on your show, right? That was cool. Uh, it it would have been, yeah. No, it would have been cool. That, that, who knows? <laughs> So, Wackerly, this is episode 365, a milestone episode, uh, as you mentioned last uh, last week. Um, now you can listen to me and Wackerly every day for an entire year. Seriously, if that doesn't except make... For, except for... Does Leap Year have an extra day or one fewer days? I always... I think it's one fewer day, day, right? Or is no, it one extra? No, it's one extra. It's one extra. Yeah. So we need to do one more. <laughs> but it, but th- seriously, if that doesn't make you moist, what will... I mean, getting to listen to us every single day. Hmm. That's amazing. It is amazing. So, so we should toast to that, even though you don't have any MGD. Nope. Sorry, nope. I forgot. Uh, yep. Yeah. Here you go. So the guy making all that noise in the background over there, just not even like trying just to chewing be his radio, cud. just chewing his cud and snorting and <coughs> farting. That's uh, P-Town. What's up, P-Town? Not much. How are you guys? Hey, man. Thanks for uh, uh, thanks for uh, he's helping me out with um, some stereo hooking up. So uh, he came over here today. But being that he came over here, he didn't even know I blindsided him with uh, being on episode three sixty five. Yeah, bad timing. Surprised <laughs> crafting. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, uh, P Town, because you're a recent uh, married person, uh, we have some uh, my two cents questions coming up okay. that uh, actually you'll be you, you know you you have the experience to answer. How many times thus far have you been hit in the head with a with a rolling pin? Because <laughs> you've been married like a half year right? or something. Like Not that. even. I've been married since September, and it hasn't happened yet. But oh, we did shit. get a rolling pin as a wedding gift. <laughs> okay, so so what about the uh, the graph here? Pre marriage, like during the uh, engagement phase, versus post wedding, like actually being married. What were the number of blowjobs? Did they decrease or increase? Decreased. Decreased. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. See? In fact, I've brought that up. <laughs> I'd like to see a, a statistic on how many times I've brought up the subject of blowjobs before marriage and after marriage. I knew that. I knew that was going to. I knew that yeah. would be a factor affecting. Well, it. how many? Uh, you know, 
What about the other way? How, how about uh, how how much are you going down to the the trough <laughs> to Brown Town? <laughs> Not Brown trough. Town. No, that, no, that's a good point. Uh, what I, do you what do you call it for a girl? I mean, cunnilingus, but is you know blowjob? I don't know. I just eating had, her out, right? Yeah, eating her, eating her out. Just you're not eating. You're licking her. It goods. reminds me of like a zombie. It sounds like a zombie kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, you're so eating it. So, so less. Be just to finish that thought. How, yes, you, how Yeah. How often do you taste the beautiful rose? Less. Less than before marriage. <laughs> so, but it's not because, and she'll probably answer the same way. It's not because I, I like it any less. It's just because I'm getting lazy. So that. Yes, so that's what it is. Laziness. It's laziness. Yes. Once you're married, once you're once you legally are bound together, yep. it's like ah, we don't need to blow each other anymore. We no. don't need to eat each other's genitals. Yeah, exactly. There's I think plenty after- of time for that. Some <laughs> indeterminate time. In right. The that, that's what you say. But I think after somewhere after like the five hundredth or one thousandth time you've stuck your dick in somebody, it just becomes hmm. you've done it. It's not you- as exciting anymore. You know, P-Town, uh, part of the reason she might not like giving you blowjobs, maybe she doesn't like the taste of your cum. Could be. <laughs> that has, has, has a lot to do with diet, I hear. <laughs> you know, this is my segue into uh, the uh, the interview portion of the show. So so episode 365, I decided to have a special guest. I actually interviewed Fody, who's the author of a book called, a cookbook called Natural Harvest, a collection of semen-based recipes. This guy wrote a cookbook about cooking with semen, and uh, which, yeah, yeah. Listen to P-Town laughing like he's never done that before. Where's my mute button? <laughs> <laughs> well, what's funny to me is this guy writes this cookbook about uh, cooking with semen. You know, it's, it's been out for a couple of years, and uh, I think it's one of those things that, you know how the internet, forge- like, all of a sudden, like, when something provocative comes out, everybody freaks out about it. Then they forget about it in, like, a month. And then some other blog finds it for the first time, and then it's popular again. Right. I think that's what happened to this guy's cookbook like three or four times. So it's I mean, <laughs> we're good just for... the latest on the train. Yeah, like no, no. I I contacted him like a year ago because I, I think I read about it in, on Reddit or something, and I was like, oh, this guy'd be great to have on the show. I just never heard back from him until like like in December. Oh. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. Is he coming into the studio? So you, I mean, are you gonna have taste tests? And that's, <laughs> that, that's why P Town's here. He's literally coming oh. into the studio. <laughs> my, my question was: Is it just a book, or does he have like an audio book, like a Julia Child style, <laughs> like audio element that we can listen to as well? A TV show. Yeah, he, he should have a YouTube channel the whole time. Yeah. Just here and then, you. Uh, right <laughs> he should have a YouTube channel. But no, what, what I was thinking is. Have you ever like purposely tasted your own cum? No. I mean, it's, it's the thought has uh, never also also to no, me. not even accidentally. It's never been in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> what about that. someone else's cum? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, cum. seriously, like, have you ever considered like all of a sudden, like, you know, this pizza would taste better if I just blew my load on it and ate it? Like that, that's never – I've never even fathomed that. It's never even occurred to me. That's why it's its interesting to me that this guy um, – I mean, Fody's I, I gay, and so maybe you know he's not, uh, he's not averse to, to swallowing loads of cum. I mean, maybe he was like, hey, you know, I'm just swallowing it. It's a waste. Maybe I should do something more with it. Maybe I should cook with it. But mm-hmm. it, it's just never really occurred to me that uh, I should be ingesting semen, you know? I mean, why not? Why not just eat your shits? <laughs> why not eat your, the hair that comes off your body? You can eat that too. 
Well, but uh, yeah, Ear, but earwax. That's a waste Why product, not? though. Semen is something your body like. It's like breast milk. It's something that you manufacture. But anyway, you know what? Let's uh, let's let's listen to what Fody has to say about this. So uh, we're going to give Fody a call here. Before that, here's a word from our sponsor, AdamandEve.com. It's Butt Plug Month on AdamandEve.com. Show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom. And by something new, I mean a butt plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukkake, and on top of all of that, free shipping. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E. Hi. Hello. Fody, how you doing? It's uh, D. Simon calling from Sick and Wrong. Great. I'm doing great. Thank you. You're doing good. So, so should I call you uh, Paul or do you, do you prefer, is it Fody or Footy? Nobody calls me Paul. Everyone calls me Fody. Fody. All right. Um, dude, I'm excited about, about having you on the show here. Thanks for chatting me. I know you're in Europe right now. Are you, are you on vacation or are you uh, doing a book tour? No, book tour, I wish. Um, it's, no, I'm just on vacation visiting friends. Um, spent some time in the UK and Germany, Switzerland. It's great fun. Now I'm on a little weekend trip to Copenhagen. Oh, nice. Denmark. I've heard it's a lot of fun over there. It's great. It's cold as hell, but it's brilliant. You know, someone told me there was like a, I don't know if it's like a hippie compound in Denmark where you could just like uh, buy drugs. Chris, Christiania. It's Christiania. Great. Yeah. Have you been there? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's like the number one tourist destination. Yeah. So what's that like? Is it cool? Um, it's cool. It's kind of, it's, you know, it's dodgy, but um, it's cool. You buy a beer and a, a joint took up, have a, have a nice smoke and a beer. But you know, I mean, it's cold now. So it's not like you sit out and hang outside and enjoy the scenery. You have to be inside and yeah, but it's cool. It's very hey, cool. It, well, it sounds better than Amsterdam where I had to pay for sex. So it's like, <laughs> it's, it seems like if you could just hook up and smoke a joint and then not to pay for it, it seems, uh, it seems a lot more yeah, fun to be. You pay for the joint, but not for the <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Natural Harvest, uh, your yeah. cookbook about semen-based recipes came out, what, a, a year ago or so? Oh, it's old. It's been out since 2000, I think, I, I think it was 2008. Uh, okay. Because you know what's interesting about it? It seems like that's the way the internet works. It works in waves. Like all of a sudden it'll be like on a blog and then it'll become popular again because everyone forgot about it. Yeah. You know? No, it, 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 um, 2008, I published it on a sort of a self uh, print on demand self publishing site called Lulu, which, by the way, I hate. But anyway, um, yeah, I've heard Lulu's terrible they, to deal with. Yeah. But they charge a lot. I don't get a lot of money for it. But anyway, they um, publish it there and then it just sort of, I mean, I got quite a bit of attention 2008 well, it's a rather and provocative then, uh, subject yeah i mean it was good fun for about a year or so and then it kind of died and then some comedians had it on their shows and i don't know somehow it just stephen fry the oh um, yeah the english comedian english comedian he uh he tweeted about it about i'd say about a year ago and then it just went crazy I think that's when I found out about it, and I really? saw something okay, about it yeah. on Reddit. Yeah, yeah, and, and then on, and then I did a, an IMA on Reddit uh, about I think right before Christmas. Um, it was good fun. A lot of people checked it out. So, so tell me, like, what inspired you to write this cookbook? Like, when when did you first start cooking with semen? What, like, I in my in my mind, I picture like you know you're just kind of sitting around having a morning wank. Little jizz got into your Captain Crunch. You tried it, tasted good. <laughs> 
Is, is that what happened? <laughs> Captain Crunch. Um, no, uh, well, I mean, the, the, the whole idea, let's say 2008, about a year or two earlier, uh, dinner party, having a chat, drinking a bunch of wine, and then the discussion sort of drifted into what, as do you expect your partner to swallow your cum? You know, that, that's the conversation at all of my dinner parties. <laughs> uh, you must have the same clientele we <laughs> associate with. Um, anyway, so that was it. And then, and then the discussion came like, well, if you expect your partner to swallow, then you should be willing to taste your, you know, you should be willing to swallow your own cum, right? I mean, you can't expect someone else to swallow and eat something you're not willing I to. I guess that makes sense. I'm... I mean, it makes sense. And then, and then sort of that just one thing led to another. I don't and practice we, that, but <laughs> no, but I mean, we talked about it and, and I thought, well, you know, why not cook with it? Why not try it instead of just eating it as uh, swallowing? Why not try to experiment with it? And then I started playing with cum in the kitchen and it's, it's fun. It's, um, you know, it, it's, it's an underused ingredient in the kitchen. <laughs> now, so, so you say that semen? It's easy. It's easy to produce. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to go shopping for it, really. No. You know, um, you don't even have to leave your house. So you nope. say that semen's nutritious, but it's a neglected source of food. Like, you know, why? Why is that? Like, why, why is there? Uh, you know, why is there? People eat their boogers and their scabs. You know, yeah. <laughs> why, yeah. why not? Yeah, no, why not no, semen? It's 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 better than that. I mean, if you eat. Now I feel like a, I'm an evangelist here, but I'm <laughs> preaching. Semen evangelist, semen I mean, preacher. If, if you if you you eat eggs, right? What's eggs? It's menstruation from from chickens, right? Yeah, that's true. You eat that, you know, for breakfast. You drink milk. You eat ice cream, dairy products. It's it's secretions from the cows, right? So we're willing to eat weird products from animals but we're not willing to eat our own semen that's a huge taboo and people are all you know disgusted by it but what's the big deal you i mean i, I seriously i'm I all in, in all honesty i don't i don't get why eating eggs or milk is any more or any less disgusting than eating semen well i guess i mean unless you're talking about like, well, you know, you're not producing an egg. I mean, I guess breast milk. I mean, that's something that, uh, you know, a human produces. I don't, I don't have much of a breast milk supply in my, you know, I mean, <laughs> I mean, but why not? I mean, I, I, I wouldn't, for me, breast milk, semen, it's still a secretion. It's, yeah. It's a secretion and it's from you. It's not from, or your, you know, your partner or your friends or whoever, but it's not from another animal. I, I, I seriously, I don't, I don't, I don't get why it's so provocative. So, so what are the nutritional aspects of semen? Like everyone always says it's protein, like filled with protein. Is that, is that true? Like, is it that good for you? It's good for you, but the problem, okay. Um, semen's very nutritious, but um, the problem with semen is that it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a limited volume. So, I mean, you're not going to build any bulk or you're not going to, it's not a dietary it's supplement. It's like a protein shake. Yeah. You don't no, make it's it not because volume. it's so little volumes, but it does have a lot of um, minerals. It has protein. It has sugars. I mean, it's it's nutritional. It's nutritious, but I mean, the the volumes are probably, yeah, yeah, probably a teaspoon or two. You know. So, so well, you- I mean, in my in my cookbook, I, I I experimented probably for about a year before I published the cookbook, and 
the whole idea is, I mean, some of the recipes are obviously just regular dishes where semen is an added ingredient, but some of the dishes are semen is the main ingredient. And I mean, I think that's the most exciting part of sort of highlighting semen itself, not just adding semen to your regular recipes, but I mean, both work. It's, I don't know. It, um, hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I, I guess I could see that. I mean, uh, it's fun. I mean, you 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 make dinner, and as long as it's consenting diners, I mean, you know, I wouldn't serve semen to someone who doesn't know they're eating my semen or somebody's semen. Um, but as far as you know, if they're consenting diners, then go for it. You know, I mean, that's a, I got to say, it's a, probably a lot more fun making semen than it is like chopping up vegetables. You know, <laughs> Definitely. would you like a carrot? Would you like cum? <laughs> so you write in your, I think I read this in uh, uh, one of your sites. Uh, um, it said semen's are like fine, like fine wine and cheeses. The taste of semen is complex and dynamic. So do you, do you enjoy the taste of semen? Cause I mean, in my experience, not many women do. Mm. Um, I mean, it depends on the supplier, obviously. So what what do you mean by like so that's I guess that's what a lot of girls say it's like some guys have really good tasting semen or, or a lot of you know gay men say the same thing but or people that inject, that t- have tasted semen regularly say some guys have horrible tasting semen and then other yeah. guys have like oh it's really it's really pleasant tasting what's the difference like how how does it vary in taste why it does vary in taste uh, the semen if you smoke I mean I I, I think this. The quality and the taste of the semen mirrors how you know the health of the producer. So, if if you're healthy, you take care of yourself. You drink plenty of water. You don't smoke. Smoking is probably the worst thing. Um, and don't eat, you know, asparagus and other things that might affect the you know the bitter taste of the semen. Then, and semen is actually it. it if it's a healthy producer, it's usually good semen. So, so, I mean, would you describe I mean, the taste as salt? Because everyone always says, like, you know, you always hear, oh, it's really salty. It is salty, yeah. Um, but it's sweet as well. I mean, it's... Okay, look, can, um, can I go into, like, nerdy detail here? Or? <laughs> Be my guest. <laughs> All right. So, so, so it's, a, um, it's funny because not many people preface, like, a discussion on semen. Like, can I go into nerdy detail yeah, about can semen? I, can I be technical here? <laughs> No, but, but um, so 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 ejaculate when you ejaculate, the semen is sort of lumpy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and using that in food is not very appetizing. So, but if you let if you if you if you harvest, I like to say harvest the semen. It sounds better. If you harvest the semen and just put it in, a, in a clean glass and let it melt in about five. I don't know. Five minutes, ten minutes. When you say melt, what do you mean? Like it just kind of liquefies? It does. It actually, semen, it's, you know, it's lumpy um, when it's fresh. And then five minutes later, it turns into a liquid. If you don't fuck with, if you don't mess with it, don't, don't mix it with anything else. Don't just leave it in the glass. Hmm. And that liquid, that can be incorporated into any kind of dish you want. Especially um, my latest, I'm working on a book now on um, cocktails. Cocktails with semen? Yeah. So if you let the semen melt, you can mix it just about with any cocktail you want. Wow. That's now now that's interesting because that's that's the thing. You have to let it melt. Otherwise, it's just it's lumpy, and I don't I don't like lumpy semen in my food or my drinks. 
So, well, yeah, I, I mean, I, I I couldn't imagine liking it neither. So it has such like a viscous texture, I guess. So when it becomes like a liquid, then you're yeah. able to, uh, to, to 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 cook it pretty much in anything, right? You can you, you can use it. Um, when I experimented in the beginning, this is I haven't done any real experimentation since. since you're I like wrote, a semen scientist. Semen culinary <laughs> culinary semen scientist. Yeah, um, the semen like. It behaves very similar to egg whites. So you can actually, I mean, if you're really lazy and you just want a very simple semen recipe, you can just take a a frying pan with a bit of uh, butter in it and just ejaculate right into the pan. And what happens is that the, you'll see that the semen actually creates small mini omelets. Wow, you know that, that 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 is that is fascinating to me. Like I've never thought about doing that with my cum. Usually, it's just like a, you know, I just blow my load in a sock and I'm done and I move on with my business. It's to, interesting you that you would do experiments with it. Wow, well, I mean, it's a it's an integral part of human existence, you know. Yeah, no, it's true. And it just I never I never thought about jacking off into a frying pan and, and cooking it. So, can you eat it once it starts like uh, frying like that? I mean, it, I mean, okay. So, just imagine you making a normal egg omelet you don't want to cook it too much because it gets dry and you know just and you burned. destroy the omelet. yeah, yeah burn oh, burn but just gets dry and the consistency is gone but just the, the semen omelet if you call it that i mean it's it's tiny i mean obviously there's not a lot of semen there semen mcmuffin semen mcmuffin but i mean if you if you just just like it just as you would as you would with a, a an omelet like saute it kind of it's not yeah. even sauté. Just just let it touch the pan, and it 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 behaves just like egg whites. Wow! So, how much semen do you need for most of the recipes in the book? Like, I mean, do you need like a, you know like a, just a teaspoonful, or do you need like a shot glass full? You probably, I mean, for most of the recipes, one ejaculate is probably enough. But for some of them that use semen, more semen than you like, you would need to collect it. If you're, if it's only you, then you have to collect it in the morning and and in the evening. So, I mean, the normal ejaculate is about one, just about one, one and a half, maximum two um, teaspoons. Two teaspoons. So you're looking at, I mean, at the maximum two te- uh, four teaspoons a day, unless you're very productive. So, do you usually use your own um, semen? I mean, like when you're when yes. you're cooking. Okay, so do you store yeah, it bit, like in containers, like in the fridge? You use okay, just um, um, back up a bit here. If you, um, if I mean, with the right in the right company, you can use semen, you know, more than one supplier for for dinner. But I mean, everyone has to be part of it, obviously. Yeah. Um, second question: store it. Uh, yeah, it stores quite well in the fridge for about three, three four days is fine. Yeah. But more than that, I'd put it in the freezer. It doesn't, I mean, semen in the fridge for more than three or four days is not, I mean, I wouldn't recommend it. That's so pretty gross. Eventually spoil. Yeah, I guess yeah. like just having random like cups of semen in the fridge is kind of gross too. Um, remember, I'm old enough to remember, do you remember, I don't know how old you are, but um, you know the old um, 35 millimeter film plastic? Those containers, yeah, those little like black yeah. and gray with the gray top. Yeah, the- the black ones with the gray top, they were absolutely per- they're perfect for storing semen. 
<laughs> Go figure. Who would know that? They are the best semen containers. <laughs> wow. You know, it's funny, too, because if you think about it, like, uh, you know, with the, with the advent of the digital camera, it's like I imagine a lot of those companies that used to make those are going out of business. If they knew that there was this whole other business venture here available to them, you know, they could, uh, <laughs> yeah, they could market their product again. So, so tell me, okay, let's talk about the cookbook. What's, what's your favorite recipe? Like, give me some examples of things that you've cooked with semen. Um, I, right. Okay. Um, right now I'm into the past year or so I'm, I've been focusing on making cocktails, using it in drinks, semen. And it's, like I said, it has to be melted. Otherwise it doesn't work. But semen in various cocktails is, is perfect. You can use it with... Like what kind of cocktail? Like a Manhattan? There's two, two different, different... I mean, if I... This is an amateur categorization, but uh, can milk or cream-based drinks. Wow, like, like... Any, any, drink, any drink with Baileys or any, any drink with a, a cream-based liquor is perfect. And yeah. if you use it in... Um, that's one. It fits perfectly there and also if it kind of brings a new meaning to the term white russian yes we have a we have a drink in or i have a drink in the in the natural harvest book that's called almost white russian oh it's, it's so what is it like like uh semen some milk and uh kalua yeah wow all right but you have to, like this uh, for you and all your listeners you have to let the most important part is you have to let the semen melt so don't get, you know, don't stress it. So people melt the semen before you mix it into your drinks. Yeah. Otherwise you can drink, or you can probably drink it, but it's not enjoyable. Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, have you ever had that, uh, sh there's a shot that they make where it's like the, I think it's Bailey's like solidifies. I think they call it like a brain, like a melted yeah, brain I, melt. I did that. It's one, that's one of my recipes in the, the, um, I think the title of the book is going to be the semen bartender's handbook. And what i just i just just see a couple of weeks ago i made it's the 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 hemorrhage the brain hemorrhage or what it was the brain the hemorrhage that's what it's called yeah anyways i made the semen hemorrhage it's the same thing so you got an acidic base and then you add the semen and it sort of coagulates just like the the cream base liqueurs do wow it looks it looks i mean it looks it looks just as gross as the uh yeah, brain. I was about to say, it sounds equally as appetizing. Yeah, but it's cool. It looks, I mean, we, I, I took pretty nice photos of it as well. <laughs> so it looks cool. It looks cool. It's for the hardcore semen bartender connoisseur. Yeah, it's a, you, you, when you're an amateur semen, you know, semen drinker, you probably yeah. don't start there. That's probably like no, advanced, no, no, this, advanced this levels of semen drinking. Absolutely. I imagine eggnog probably would work really well. That kind of looks like semen. It does. And like I said, anything with... Uh, like uh, creamy or anything with with cream, semen works perfectly. the The problem with with acidic drinks or acidic food dishes is that you have to be careful that the when you add the semen that it doesn't coagulate. Yeah, that, that's true. That's um, not. So, so tell me, Fody, is is it possible to get an STD from drinking someone's semen no, or uh, eating someone's semen? Uh, the answer is no. Um, I had, uh, originally when I published the book, I had a lot of questions about, is it safe? Can you get HIV, etc. from, from semen? And the answer is basically no, 
But I still wouldn't recommend, I wouldn't eat semen from a producer that I wouldn't be willing to have sex with. Okay, so like no semen from like a homeless guy. I mean, I wouldn't eat semen. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> plenty of those in San Francisco. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't eat semen from anyone I wouldn't be willing to have sex with. No. That's, that's a good like lesson to live by, you know? And like, uh, on Lulu, the, um, the um, publishing site, there's people who you know, bought the book and then they comment saying, uh, um, the other day there was someone who said, oh, this book has inspired me. Thank you so much, Fody. I baked a bunch of cookies based, inspired by your book, and then I sold them at the church bake-off sale. <laughs> you know, that's, that's – you can laugh if you want to, but that's That's, that's kind of horrible, though. That's and, horrible. That's yeah. wrong. I mean, well, you're deceiving people. I mean, if people yeah, find out would, about that, they'd be really upset. It just makes me say I would never buy, you know, cookies at a church sale. Yeah, I was about to say I will never eat food from a church now. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's kind of so. So, what is the typical reaction of the cookbook? I mean, I was, you know, have, have you sold a lot of copies? Like, how has it been perceived? I've sold a lot of copies, so it's it's uh, definitely a success. Oh, that's cool. The book goes. Um, it's been out since 2008, so it's. I mean, I've had a couple of years to sell it, but um, the reaction is either people say, "Oh, it's a funny joke," "Oh, that's really funny," "Ha ha ha." Or they actually see that okay, this is an interesting avenue, you know, a new a new ingredient to to use in the kitchen, and I get both reactions. Have you ever had like any uh, celebrity chefs like uh, this guy, like uh, Anthony Bourdain? Is he ever? You know how like they have those like Anthony so, Bourdain does that show where he travels yeah, around, he tries yeah, like all the indigenous food, the weird stuff. Yeah, I mean, has I he ever see, come over and did like a uh, semen no. hemorrhage shot? Tried to, I sent a copy to Jamie Oliver, you know, the celebrity British chef. Um, cause I have to buy the, cause since it's print on demand, I don't have any copies at home. So I have to buy the books myself if I have to, if I want to send it to journalists and stuff. So I haven't been sending it out to a lot of people, but, um, the, I sent it to Jamie Oliver. I didn't get a reply. Did so get a response I guess, back? I, no, I guess he's not interested. <laughs> I told him it's nutritious, but he wouldn't listen to me. <laughs> There's a YouTube video, uh, some, I think it's like some kind of a cooking magazine or, yeah, some kind of cook, culinary magazine, mm. gourmet magazine had test used, had, had my book in their test kitchen and invited the, uh, the staff to taste some of the dishes. And, and then, what was that response like? Yeah, they didn't, they didn't tell them what it was. And they said, oh, they're like they're eating all this stuff and saying, what are we testing? Are we testing a new kind of shortening? Or are we testing a new kind? What are we testing? You know, what, what is this? And then they showed the book and then people, you know. <laughs> made like puking sounds. Yeah. Um, you know, I imagine Rachel Ray probably guzzles a lot of semen. Probably, you know, maybe maybe she'll like it. So so t so tell me, Fody, what's the goal of the cookbook? Like, do you plan to open up like a restaurant, a cafe, or maybe a bar? Like, I'm I'm thinking the only city that would probably allow that would be San Francisco. Yeah, San, um, I, I have San Francisco, uh, Berlin, and surprisingly, uh, Singapore. Singapore? 
Yeah, I've got a lot of requests from Singapore. I don't. I have no. I've never been to Singapore. I have no idea why, but they're crazy about the uh, the cookbook about eating semen. Wow, that's <laughs> wow, that's really unexpected. The, uh, the there was a French newspaper as well that um, I don't know if it's the number one or number two French or Paris newspaper, but they did a a full feature on the on the cookbook, and they wrote that this is the new American trend. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, it's like I wonder how many Americans know that this is the trend now. Exactly. I, I just, you know, maybe it's the image the French want to present of the Americans of, of us being, you know, we love eating anything. We'll even eat cum, you know. <laughs> if it's <laughs> on French fries, then yeah, you know, I mean, look what they do with ranch dip your dressing. French fries and mayonnaise, you dip it into, you know. Um, so, did your parents buy a copy of the book? Um, what what, what they do they don't think about know it? Anything about it? So when when is the um uh, the the new cookbook coming out the the uh, the, the, the drink book the, the mixology yeah, it's coming book out probably within you know if I can just get it together probably within two weeks yeah it's, it's coming I mean oh, wow. the, so it's, I, oh, it's coming out very soon the photos I already made the drinks and got a amateur semi professional photographer to do the uh, the take the photos and the recipes are all done. I just have to do the formatting and stuff of the book. So it's basically ready. You, all right. So the, the cookbook is called the natural harvest. What is the, uh, the I'm, drink book, the mixology yeah, book? What called? I'd like to call it is the semen bartender's handbook. I don't know. Do you have a better semen suggestion for a title? Yeah, I pass it because hmm, there's not a lot of, I have, to, not, I have, to, there, I have to think about there that. There aren't many other semen, cocktail books out there yeah i mean, I mean maybe yeah, I jizz master wanna, I, but other than is, that i i, I want to steer away from the scene as a yeah i want to steer away from aspect, semen yeah. as a joke yeah i wonder if uh, somehow you could mix uh the term mixologist with semen like, you know because mixology is such like a you know that's a, a very trendy subject right now these like yeah, fancy no, mixology I'm not bars that fancy stuff i'm I like I like the the, the, the the I like the feel of handbook feels it feels like it's you know it's the authoritative source it's a guide yeah, yeah it's like a guide I like that too yeah that sounds good all right so you can get a copy of Natural Harvest right now on Amazon and is it your site yes. is that your site yes. cookingwithcum.com? so if you go people if you go to cookingwithcum.com, you can read some reviews. Um, about Natural Harvest, a uh, collection of semen-based recipes. And in a, just a couple weeks, you can get the uh, the handbook about making so, drinks with semen, which um, yeah, I imagine that's going to be probably rather popular really as well. nice recipes there. And plus, I love the comments on Thanks. your Amazon page. I was browsing. There's some, some pretty cool ones. So I think Natural Harvest is a great gift for any occasion. You know, my <laughs> sister's birthday is coming up in like a month. <laughs> Maybe I'll get her the uh, the semen once handbook. Once this one is done, if, cool. I, if if I can get any copies at a lower price through through Amazon, I'll send you a copy. Oh, uh, you got to sign it for me. <laughs> okay, great. All right, well, Fody, thanks for being on Sick and Wrong. It's been fascinating chatting with you about uh, cooking with semen. I've learned a lot actually from the show. Good, good. Happy, happy semen semen cooking. <laughs> All right, and enjoy the rest of your vacation. Thank you very much. All right, man. Take it easy. Bye bye.
Wow. So that that's uh, definitely fascinating. You know, I had no idea that semen melts. Is, is, isn't, I mean, did you? I always thought it, it would just it, curdle. Yeah, I don't really understand. I mean, it's already a liquid. Right. So it solidifies first, right? But he no, he was saying. I mean, if we kept saying you just have to leave it out at room temperature, and then it will just melt, like liquefy. After you've frozen it. Yeah, I mean, it's you. You take it out and you just leave it, and it just uh, melts. I mean, maybe, you know, it just melts into like a, a liquid solution, and then you can cook with it. Hmm. You kept saying it was clumpy. You don't want to cook with yeah, clumpy I think semen. That's Even if it's not frozen, he's saying that it like becomes more uniformly less viscous. Less, yeah. But you know what? What frightens me about this? It seems like you can basically put semen into any kind of food. So I don't know if I'm ever going to eat food at my brother's house that I didn't bring in myself. <laughs> I, I don't. Were know. you before? <laughs> Noel? No, actually, no. Are you pregnant? Yeah. <laughs> Mouth baby. <laughs> so what? What do you think of? What are your thoughts on this? Uh, your sentiments on this uh, semen bartender handbook? Well, like the cookbook, it just seems like he just makes a normal food item and then just throws a bunch of his cum in there. <laughs> is that what the drink? Is it going to be like? Well, make a Manhattan and then and then put your cum in it. Well, I think he was saying like some some make, shot. make a Bloody Mary and then put some of your cum in there. Well, he was talking about the brain hemorrhage versus the the sure. semen hemorrhage. But I mean, nobody drinks the brain hemorrhage anyway. What what is it? You know, P Town, you were a bartender. What is a brain hemorrhage? Uh, if I'm remembering correctly, brain hemorrhage is uh, when you take lime juice and you put Baileys in it. And when you stir up the Baileys, the, the lime juice actually curdles the Baileys. And then you, you know, there's a bunch of drinks that you can make with that afterwards, like the bloody brain. When you put some ch- cherry juice on there to make it look like a bloody brain. And then th- that's, just, that's what a brain hemorrhage why is. Why wouldn't you just call that the, like, the miscarriage? <laughs> I, someone probably does. <laughs> but but it's, it's not like anybody, like, you, there's no regular at the bar, like, oh, uh, you want another bloody brain? Oh, yep, that's what I always get. <laughs> One more. The, the, the only, you only make those things if it's your 21st birthday that, or that's you're exactly right. with somebody. That's exactly right. The 21st birthday crowd is the only one that ever orders that kind of shit. So would you ever try a mixed semen drink? Because, you know, if it was just like, if, if he said there's a little bit of, just a little bit of semen in there? No. <laughs> just on principle? No. <laughs> well, just dude's dicks are dirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. well, you know, I don't know. It, it's, I mean, it's not like it's some homeless guy's semen. Like you probably, like as the guy said, you know the guy that's giving the semen. But I, I was going to mention to him that, uh, you know, you should have the book release party at my brother's bar. But then I was wondering, like, I don't think my brother would be down with a semen mixed drink. Like, really? I, I bet you, no, I think Jeff would be disgusted by it. Huh. Maybe it was his own. What do you, do you think Jeff would be like, yeah, totally. This semen white Russian sounds awesome. I don't, does Jeff even suck cock? I, I don't know. <laughs> you should bring that up with him next time. <laughs> Maybe he next time you guys, guys go out to lunch. <laughs> You'd be like, I don't suck cocks. That's disgusting. I get my cock sucked. Maybe. I don't, I'm sure Jeff swallowed a load or two in his life. I, I just don't know if he does it like <laughs> on his own volition. Bet. It's a fair bet that he has. I, I wouldn't bet against it. But it also, if he said he didn't, it wouldn't really surprise me. I'd be like, oh, it is pretty disgusting. I don't do it either. See, I was surprised. It's another by this. thing we have in common. <laughs> Video games and not swallowing loads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jeff, get along. I was surprised that he claims you can't get an STD from eating someone's semen. 
Jeff claims that? No, the uh, Fody, <laughs> the uh, the author of the book. He I, said you can't get it. It's you you can't get an STD from it. I would look that up on WebMD, like stat. Yeah, <laughs> is he fucking <laughs> Doctor C Everett Coop all of a sudden? <laughs> Well, I, you know, I always thought, I mean, that, I mean, there's, he, I don't know, he was saying you can't, like, people were concerned, maybe you can get HIV from him, he said you can't, like, I, it doesn't, it doesn't live in your semen long enough. I would never drink a drink with someone's blood in it, and it's kind of the same principle, you know, it's, it's a bodily fluid, I don't think I'd want to put, ingest any sort of food item that had any body fluid in it, no matter what it was. I, I, you know, <laughs> let's put it this way, I eat food that's produced by animals that aren't humans. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't fucking drink breast milk from a lady. Would you try it, though? If you had a kid, would you Would you give it a little, like, you know, just a, a taste test? Maybe. You kind of have to at some point. Yeah, well, I mean, that, that's the thing, though. It's a double standard. So you'd be willing to try that, but yet you're not willing to try cum? Strangers. <laughs> willing to try it and, like, enthusiastic about it are two different things. And, yeah, this random guy's cum versus the mother of my child different yeah i don't know it's not like i'd be sucking on her used tampon and then she produces that you know uh -huh. um you know what's interesting i was thinking about this so i haven't heard it in a while but you know how there's always those rumors that circulate about rock stars having had their stomach pumped and they found like two pints of semen rock stars and richard gear yeah and richard gear but but they know like uh they they it's always the same story, give or take a well, who, pint or who two. Who is it? It's it's Rod Stewart. It's Richard Gere. Rod John Stewart's bon the most notorious. Elton, Richard Elton Gere John. Was, Richard Gere was the gerbil. I don't think he was the ever the stomach the stomach pumping thing. Oh, I'm getting confused. <laughs> That's John Bon Jovi. Did we hear that John Bon Jovi had to get cum pumped out of his stomach? Here's the list I found: Elton John, David Bowie, <laughs> Bowie, David Bowie yeah, uh, Mick Jagger, Mick John Jagger. Bon Jovi, Alanis Morissette. <laughs> What about uh, what about the Queen guy, Freddie Mercury? Oh, I'm, I'm sure Freddie. I'm sure Freddie Mercury had a, had a couple loads of cum. If, um, if you look at those chompers on that guy, I wouldn't want him going anywhere near my cock. But okay. But the, but the uh, I read that uh, Rod Stewart. The Rod Stewart story is the most notorious, and it was that the story goes that he passed out on stage because his stomach was full of semen. I looked this up on Snopes. False. It's not true. It's an urban legend. And uh, I guess uh, Rod Stewart released a memoir in October of last year called Rod the Autobiography. And he goes into detail about the semen story. I guess in 82, he was married to actress Alana Hamilton, ex-wife of actor George Hamilton. They went on vacation in Hawaii. And uh, his assistant named Toon, I forgot that guy's first name, and Toon came along. The hotel was overbooked. So Toon and uh, Alana's son... I had to share a room. And I guess Toon went out to some bars in Hawaii and brought back a dude that night. Took him back to the room, and Rod Stewart was really pissed off about it. And he fired him the next morning. But Toon's revenge, um, but Toon got revenge by feeding the press a story, which he says that uh, Rod Stewart spent an evening orally servicing a gang of sailors in a gay bar in San Diego. And he had been required to check into a hospital emergency room to have his stomach pumped. And so Rod says, I've never orally pleasured even a solitary sailor, let alone a ship's worth. And I've never had my stomach pumped either of naval issue semen or any other kind of semen. So apparently Rod Stewart does not ingest semen. All right, Debbie Downer. <laughs> any other fucking things you want to quash? Well, you know what he did say, though? And this is kind of cool. So he might not ingest semen, 
But he revealed, also he revealed in the, uh, the autobiography that he and his bandmate Ronnie Wood used to take cocaine as anal suppositories because of the effect of the drug on their nasal lining. Hmm. So. The more you know. He used to shove up uh, anal suppositories filled with cocaine. That's kind of funny. Rick really did get down with somebody else, though. Was it? David Bowie, David right? Bowie? And same with Iggy yeah. Pop. Iggy Pop and uh, Bowie went throughout Europe. I'm sure they were guzzling each other's semen. <laughs> anyway, uh, people, the book is called A Natural Harvest, a uh, collection of semen-based recipes. You can get it on uh, cookingwithcum.com or uh, on Amazon as well. You can just do a search for it. And the uh, the bartender, semen bartender book is coming out like in a couple weeks. So they can make a good gift, good birthday gift for somebody. P-Town, when's your birthday? August. Oh, uh, shit. Oh, Wackerly's birthday's away. coming up soon, though. Maybe maybe you'll get a little uh, surprise there, Wackerly. Um, people, this is episode 365 here is sick and wrong. We got some phone calls to get to, some My Two Cents questions. Um, they're marital re- there's one marital-related question, which I'm glad P-Town's here for. Um, you can call the hotline at 206-666-3846. You can also email the show at sickandwrongpodcast.com. Before we get to our My Two Cents calls, here's a word from our sponsor, audible.com. Audible.com is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. With over 75,000 titles to choose from, Audible has it covered. Get a free audiobook download when you sign up for a free trial. Go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash diddle and get your free audiobook today. Every night with my star friends, we eat caviar. All right, we got a few phone calls here to the uh, Sick and Wrong Hotline. 206-666-3846 is that number. Let me, these are my two cents calls. It's been a while. I don't even remember the last time we did my two cents. Do you remember? I don't read. No, I don't. I don't know. And, and it's such, my two cents is a, is a bit that, that's fun for us. We enjoy doing it because, you yeah, know. I like telling people what to do. Well, not to mention, I mean, we're, we're like in our late thirties. We have a wealth of knowledge to impart on our uh, naive audience, especially the younger people. And uh, I feel it's like a, the section of the show where we give back, you know? I know. I write it off on my taxes. <laughs> <laughs> like so, uh, value about fifteen thousand dollars of charitable work all through these year, my two cents questions. Doing my two cents questions. So people, we encourage you to call the show with a my two cents. If you want to, if you're puzzled by something and you want an answer, just me and Lance will will give a crack. We'll we'll take a crack at it. Not sure. Life is puzzling. Life Believe is me. life is bewildering. It certainly is. I just walk around in a confused haze all <laughs> just, the time. I can't imagine when I'm gonna like old. A glazed over expression. Useless. So uh, let's let's play the theme music. Here it is, my two cents theme music. My two cents with Dean Lance. All right. So the first my two cents call we got here is, um, I guess this is um, this isn't really a my two cents. This is something I think we're going to give our my two cents. See, about. you're already confused. <laughs> confused I, well, life, life is confusing. That's the thing. But this guy, I think he wants our advice. He's just not going out and asking for it. Sick and wrong. It's your favorite Canadian rapper. Oh. Haven't oh. called in a while, Remember so I thought guy? I'd say hi. I'm actually in a terrible mood, so yeah, I thought I'd call you. Remember this guy, the Canadian rapper? Yeah. Did he ever tell us what his rap name was? I don't know. White no, person? I forgot to. <laughs> Snow? 
Wasn't he Canadian? Snow? I think he was Canadian. But this guy maybe is Snow's son because he's young. He sounds young. Son of Snow. Son of Snow. <laughs> anyway, son of, son of Snow is in a terrible mood. What's bothering you, Son of Snow? Guys, to try and cheer myself up. Only problem is I did zero planning of what I was going to say. So I love when people kind of struggling of a sub to find a subject to bring up right now. Um. Hmm. Oh, I met this chick recently, and she said she used to be a crackhead. And one time she was like sent to rehab, and she like smuggled a crack pipe up her vagina and got like high as fuck while she was there. So I remember hearing that, and I thought it was pretty sick and wrong. But otherwise, uh, no idea what I'm going to say. How have you guys been lately? You guys like never talk about like <laughs> not a how you're actually doing. Bro. I mean, you talk about your day-to-day lives. But you know what I mean? Have you guys you're, been? You're leaving good? a fucking voicemail. How have you been? That's like my dad does that kind of shit. He'll just have the whole conversation, but just on voicemail. <laughs> this guy actually cares about us. You know, which which that this amazes me. I mean, it's like we spend pretty much every day. I check Facebook, and it's just uh, just insults and epithets and just you know i mean especially wackerly i mean god the, the things people say about you and uh it's it, so it's it's you know it's comforting to hear uh some guy being like how are you how do you feel like you know how are you wackerly uh yeah i don't know <laughs> equanimous is that a word i don't know <laughs> not, not too up not too up not too down just in the middle in the middle yeah i yeah. guess uh, i'm doing all right Jesus, yeah, I, you new know, speakers on the way. That's always fun. Yeah, purchasing you know. things. Uh, that, that's always a good thing. But I think shopping therapy. The reason I chose to put this in the my two cents categories because he was saying he met a girl that said she was a crackhead that smuggled. Yeah, I, thought, I thought that's where this was going to. Yeah, yeah. That that smuggled a. I didn't realize. I didn't listen to the whole the whole call, so I didn't know that he was going to start asking us about our lives. I didn't know it was going to get personal. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little caught off guard there. Okay, snow. <laughs> Um, but, but anyway, what, what do you think? I mean, uh, the, this kid's young, he's impressionable. He meets a girl and the, the first thing out of her mouth is, Hey, you know, I used to smoke crack and smuggle crack pipes in my vagina. I mean, is that a red flag? Is the question if you should be, get involved with the person who says she used to smoke crack? Yeah, I guess that's the question. Is that a red flag P town for you? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Typically that's the part of the conversation where I start to nod off and go to some other chick. <laughs> But what do you See, do? I, I'd be worried in a different, and maybe not in the way that most people would be worried. I, I would be like, well, you still drink, right? <laughs> if she's totally sober, then it's sober. like, fuck off. No, that's a good point. If she's totally sober, that means that she's not even like hangoutable. Well, you you right. know, it's funny. This kind of relates. I mean, you know, Son of Snow wants to know how I'm doing. Um, and uh, this kind of relates to the question or to his, uh, his uh, comment about meeting his crackhead. Um, I went on a date with a girl I met on uh, uh, just like three weeks ago. I met her on OKCupid, and we, we go out, and we're talking. She's cool. Like uh, like an hour into the date, she was sober, too. She wasn't drinking. Like an hour into the date, we're hanging out, having coffee, and uh, she brings up that she moved to California because she had a meth addiction, like, and she moved here like three years ago. So she was like, yeah, to escape meth and her meth Yeah, there's friends, no meth in California. She moved here. None. And so I was thinking, like, all right, you just pretty much it just uh, it, it, it killed it. Yeah, like, I, I because don't she wanna... used to smoke meth, or because she's dumb enough to think that moving to California is going to get her away from meth. 
that she used to smoke meth. I'm just, oh. I'm just not into it. I mean, I mean it's, it, and I feel bad because, you know, I've, I've done my fair share of meth back in the day. It's How been much long- coffee did she drink? Is she, is she doing like triple fucking high caffeine cappuccinos to make up for it? Well, she only had like three teeth and they were like brown stained. Uh, <laughs> she was really thin and her hair was very stringy. How was her skin? Oh, acne ridden. It was just. <laughs> no, but I mean, she was all right looking. I mean, she was like um, mid thirties, kind of attractive. But I was thinking that, that at the same time, like, you know, I don't even know if I want to go there. And it, it kind of ruined it for me. And I, and I was thinking, like, I'm kind of a prick by, by uh, you know, not absolving her of her, her meth-addicted past. Judging her. I was judging her. Yeah. yeah. And so th- this guy kind of falls in the same category. Do you think he's justified in judging this crackhead that smuggled pipes in her vagina? Should he run away? Or should he, like, uh, you know, go with it? I would go with it. You would go with it? Why? Because she's easy? Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> what do you think? I mean, you know, but she's not smoking crack right now, right? We've established that. Well, Your she's uh, set a precedent. Snort a bunch of meth off the Starbucks fucking table. She set a precedent. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm thinking go away. I didn't talk to the girl after I uh, hung out with her. So, I don't know. Beggars can't be choosers. Well, part of the reason, too, is she lives way out in Venice. And that's, that's such a bitch to get from Hollywood to Venice. Right, so she's ex-meth and inconvenient. <laughs> and inconvenient, yeah. So <laughs> meth and inconvenience, you know, it just doesn't work. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, hey, snow, son of snow, you know, maybe uh, this girl would be easy for you. You know, I mean, if she, if she smuggles crack pipes in her vagina, she probably gives up the back door. That's my two cents. <laughs> Although she's got a push bum, rod back bum. there. <laughs> yeah, so. I wonder what she's smuggling in the back door. Jesus. <laughs> a bong. Um, all right. Here's the uh, here here's the marital related my two cents question. So faggots. This is the Aztec from LA. Look at, um, Look at this guy. This guy doesn't say, "Hey, how are you guys doing?" He's like, "What's up, no. faggots?" That's kind of how you gr- greet me when I see you. <laughs> so yeah. maybe maybe it's more genuine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some it's endearing. My two cents question. So here's the thing. Me and my girlfriend been going out for about six months. I'm 19 and she's 17. And guess what the fuck she just asked me yesterday? She asked me if I'd be down to get married. Mainly because I'm in the military and she wants to use my military benefits for her schooling. Um, what would you guys do? Because, yes, the sex is amazing and no, I don't need to ask for a blowjob. She just does it anyways. But here's the thing. Do I it's a timeline for that. For her own benefit? And, you know, get all this pretty amazing free sex. Or, you know, just be like, no, bitch, get the fuck away from me. I'm done. You're a little little too overtached now, type of thing. All right. Thanks, man. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. Hmm. So there you this go. This is fraught with pitfalls. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly is. Well, what do you think, P-Town? Since you're the married man, you're the husband over there. This, this is easy. Yes, tell her to fucking get the hell out. You know, I mean, she's 17 years old. So not only is she young, but she's extremely stupid. And by the way, so are you. You're 19 years old. So if you, if you were to marry her, you would regret it by the time you were 20 and you'd be divorced. Is it legal to marry a 17-year-old? I don't think so. Well, that probably depends on what state you live in. I don't think Cal- it's legal to do that in California. Plus, I think there's special laws that if you're within a certain number of years of her, that yeah. she's n- it's not statutory. Yeah. So, so he's 19, she's 17. Dude, do you want to ruin your life? Like, why would you? Why would this guy do this? 
Like, what, what benefit? But what benefit does he get? He said free sex, but you get free sex anyway. Yeah, but when you're 19, that seems like a big fucking deal. <clears throat> you know, when you're 28, it's like okay, whatever, free sex. I can go find another one for that. Free sex versus being legally bound to to somebody that instead of like when you when you finally decide that you hate each other, you got to break up. Now you got to hire a lawyer. Well, in California too, it's 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 even worse than other states because when you get a divorce in California, that means that it's like a no fault divorce. Like the woman gets half your stuff, no matter what, nope. no matter what really? reason you have a lawyer. <laughs> He's 19 years old and in the military. He doesn't have anything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what he should do is Xbox. Here's my official yeah. advice for this guy. What he should do is completely lead her on for as long as you can continue to get those awesome blow jobs. And then just don't marry her until she gets fed up and leaves you. I swear to God that women only give blowjobs just because they want you to marry them. Just they, they want you to be in a relationship. Because once, once you're officially in a relationship, especially if you're living together, blowjobs stop. They don't like giving blowjobs. I know they don't like giving blowjobs. Why would you want a big, huge cock in your mouth? They don't. They hate it. They don't like blowjobs. So th- that's the thing. It's like, dude. Well, but let me play devil's advocate. I, I want a big, huge titty in my mouth. Well, yeah, but that's different than having something shoved down your throat that you're gagging on. I don't think women actually enjoy. <laughs> yeah, you're still sitting in a lazy boy when they're doing that to you. You just have a little nipple in your mouth. Unless how long is, are these nipples? <laughs> well. <laughs> pinkies. They're like pinkies. <laughs> but, but, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, dude, once, once she entraps you, once you're married... Those blowjobs are going to disappear. I mean, listen to P-Town. <laughs> Can I put my foot in the minefield a little bit? All right. Uh-oh. Do it. Uh-oh. This guy's Mexican, right? I'm thinking. He does sound a bit like Cheech. So another, he's got to, you know, you know what, who else is going to be pushing this is the families. So he's going to have to, like, push back against the families or just fucking ignore them. That's true. Because they're all going to be for it. Yeah, they're his mom, her mom, her grandma, her dad, his dad. You know what I mean? They're all going to be like, I got married when I was 15. Just do it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not trying to be racist or anything. I'm just trying to make sure this guy doesn't make this mistake. You know, don't listen to your family or her family either. That's true. Friends who are married already. And dude, you're 19 years old. There are so many other women you should be having sex with right now. Yeah, military or not, you're going to get so much tail in the next five years. This girl will just completely fade from your memory. No one should like, get I married can't under 25. I fucking almost married her. Yeah, no one <laughs> should. And don't get, get her pregnant either. Uh, okay, that's number 1. And you should definitely be wearing a condom because that girl's going to lie because if she and- already wants to get married, she's going to trap you into uh into pregnancy. Yeah, don't believe this fucking she's on birth control shit. And when you get take off the condom, like you take it with you because she'll fucking poke a hole in her and she'll pull the cum out and put it in her vagina. Yeah, that's actually happened to Sleazy E before. He I caught know. a girl. Like she went into the trash, picked up the condom and was like emptying its contents into her, uh, her vag. No way. Yeah, no. Sleazy E like ran over. He's like, what are you doing? Like he got really upset about it. And then Jesus. Another thing. He went don't, all shouty don't crackers. Use, <laughs> don't use a condom that you like left at her place earlier because she'll poke holes in it. God, listen to all this advice we're giving out here. <laughs> How many this kids is, do you have out this there? This is man? wisdom. <laughs> this is wisdom from your elders there, son. <laughs> so so learn from us. Run to the hills like the Iron Maiden song says. Just well, run. you still get laid. Well, yeah, but I, okay, but if she's like withholding sex, if she's withholding yeah. sex until you get married, just run to the hills. Be like, fuck oh, it. Oh yeah, fuck that. You yeah. can find another girl. You totally can. So definitely don't get married. All right, here's uh, here's one more. Uh, actually, I think we have two more, but here's one more phone call. 
Hey there, Dean Lance. This is G.I. Jojo from North Carolina. Calling in uh, to give Lance what he wants. A couple of weeks ago, Lance said something about he wanted to do some My Two Cents, just something simple because he hasn't done it in a while. So here you go. I'm going to give you a nice, simple My Two Cents question. Currently, I do not separate my whites from my colors. D, Lance, should I separate my whites from my colors? Pros and cons. What do you think? Do you currently separate your whites from your colors? Let me know. Peace out. Is he talking about people or clothing? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, nice one, Pat. I, 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 that's a good one. <laughs> um, I guess uh, in terms of people, I would say no. Don't separate. No. But, um, have friends of all stripes. Yeah, but with laundry... In terms of people or sex partners, definitely not. But in terms of laundry, yeah, of course. Why wouldn't you separate your whites from your colors? Fuck no. What? <laughs> I think when I moved out of my parents' house, you know, and like my mom was doing the laundry, uh, maybe the first time I did laundry, I separated it. And that's the only time I've ever separated it. Just throw all that shit in there. That's what I do. What? Are you out of your fucking mind? You no. guys have never had like your a, a load of whites ruined that turned pink or something well, or when black. You, when you buy something new, you wash it in cold and separately. But, I mean, after you've worn it 16 times, just throw it all in there with everything you else. Know, it's well, not much you, of a... Do you have like a lot of like dyed silk boxers or something? <laughs> I mean, I buy fucking color fast clothes. It's not much and of an all, issue. And all my clothes are basically gray anyway. It's not much of an issue for me because pretty much everything I wear is black. But... Um, but yeah, like I, I mean, I I do. I wash my whites separately. It's like if if I have like I don't I don't want the shit getting dyed. It's going to be dyed dark. Speaking of bougie, <laughs> yeah. girls, do, do, you have a, do you have a stain stick? <laughs> <laughs> Stubborn coffee stain. Never get it out. I'll give you my stain stick. Um. All right, so there you go. I I separate. I don't even use bleach. I, you know, I don't usually use, I don't usually use bleach, but why would you use bleach if you don't separate exactly. your colors? Exactly. <laughs> it's kind of pointless. Um, All that shit goes in together. If I had like, if I like dropped a load in my underwear, <laughs> I probably would just <laughs> wash those by themselves. I just throw them away. Why even bother? <laughs> That's probably a good point. Probably a good point. <laughs> You always should throw away the underwear if you, sh- if you shit it. If you shart, get rid of the underwear. Yeah, because every time you wear them afterwards, you're like, oh, it's that pair. <laughs> yeah, my two cents. Um, all right, so we got a couple of emails to Podcast at hotmail.com. Uh, the first one here came in from War Chicken. He writes, I suffer from something called sexomnia. Basically, I can instigate and have sex while completely asleep without waking up. We've, we've discussed this on the show. My question is, my wife will often wake me up during, but sometimes doesn't, and will tell me in the morning what we did. Do you guys think this is rape? I mean, I'm not complaining, but I was listening to, the, to one of your podcasts with the discussion of male rape, and it got me thinking, am I wa- raping my wife? Wait a minute. Did you add that part at the end, or did, is that what he wrote? There he goes, I'm not complaining. Just been listening to your podcast where the discussion of male rape, and it got me thinking, what do you guys think? Am I raping so, my wife? And he wrote, am I raping my wife? Yeah. He's the one oh. sleeping, right? Yeah, because I was going to say maybe he's being raped. Well, he's the one instigating it, though. He's getting on top so, of her. So she says. <laughs> he's asleep. That's a big gray area. Have you ever done that, though? I've done that. Have you done it? Uh, I got yelled at once by a girlfriend because I was 
like beating myself off in my sleep and she got mad at me <laughs> and actually she was just this, even better than that she was just mad at me like all day long just fucking pissed off and i was just like what's wrong nothing what's wrong nothing and by the end of the day i was like tell me the fucking what's wrong or i'm like i'm fucking leaving and she's like you masturbated last night i caught you and i was like what <laughs> And she's like, you were sleeping and playing with yourself. And I'm like, and you fucking hold me accountable for that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. How can you be accountable for that? I mean, it's involuntary. Yeah, she was mad. Now, this, was the same, this was the same type of girl who she would have a dream and I would do something mean to her in the dream. And she would be mad at me for that. Oh, God. Yeah, nutcase. Although I can understand her being upset if you were like screaming out names of like Battlestar Galactica characters. I'm asleep. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Worf. Oh, Worf. Data. Data. That's fucking Star Trek, you guys. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, no, I don't think you are. I mean, she's uh, obviously, I don't think you can be held accountable for your actions. And your wife knows that you have a tendency and inclination to do this. I don't think I don't think she she would consider it rape either. I wonder what it looked what the law would look at that like. Like if she was crazy enough to like if the, if their relationship wasn't going well and she decided to claim that he raped her in her sleep, how would a judge look at that? You know, we did a story about this. I think. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what the well. Fuck, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what the verdict was on that. Although I can say one thing: I would never sleep sleep the night in the same hotel room as you, there, buddy. Yeah. War chicken. <laughs> that, that would just frighten me. Yeah. You know? It also explains a lot about Lance. Having yeah. shared hotel rooms with him. Oh, God. Huh? <laughs> what, what, about that? what about Captain Carl? Remember that guy used to sleepwalk? Yeah. yeah Captain, he used to. He still does. Does he still? He still does. Captain oh, yeah. Carl? I, I recall it, It's the, two things. He, he sleepwalks, and even when he's not sleeping, the dude wakes up at like 3 a.m. and just goes about doing he sleeps like two hours a night or something yeah but is he sleeping or is he in like a somnambulist state walking around i think it's a, like we were said about something else it's a gray area does he recall does he remember his actions not always i don't think captain carl remembers his actions when he's fully <laughs> awake in the middle of the day <laughs> all right we got one more uh we got one more here to do um this came in from aaron he goes, hey, Dean Lance, just wanted your advice on something that has happened on occasion in my time. What is your move when you're taking a girl from behind and you slip the old thumb up her ass and remove it to notice a knot of shit on the end of your finger, your thumb? How the fuck do you get rid of that? I've came close to being caught wiping it on her floor, but just wondered if you had any experience. Cheers, Aaron. I have a question right off the bat. How do you, how do you get your thumb up a girl's butt? If you're doing it like, like what position are you in that you can easily put your thumb in there? You're behind her. Is yeah, you're. He said, he said you're behind her doing her doggy stuff. Oh, okay, all right. So you just go. Mm. Okay, oh, no. <laughs> now I get the visual. Carry on. <laughs> I mean, I guess it, you know this guy. I bet you is kind of young. But I remember like when I was young, and there'd be like blood on my penis from having sex with a girl in the rag, or you know a little bit of uh, brown stains on my finger after shoving my my finger up her ass. I would be a little freaked out by it because I'd be like, ah. Oh. But as I've gotten older, people shit. You know, you're the one that stuck your finger in her ass. 
Right. So sorry there, buddy. <laughs> it's a you know that's a hazard that you have to face. <laughs> Situational I don't think he's hazard. freaked out though. He's just wondering what to do with it. The protocol. Yeah. Hmm. Put it in some food. <laughs> I say wipe it on her back. <laughs> like, why not? But make it all sexy. Like wipe it like sexy in like a sexy you're fashion. Her a massage, but really, yeah, like you give her a massage. Yeah, but so she doesn't know. I mean, she thinks, oh my god, or just keep smacking her ass till it like comes off. <laughs> And what about a, just the sheets? I mean, I guess you could do that, but what if she has white sheets and there's a brown stain? Maybe she'd think it was you. You don't want to be looks blank. at the bottom of the sheet. It's <laughs> not a five of the head. <laughs> you don't want to be blamed about it. I remember I've I've had a. I mean, have you ever had sex with a girl in the ass and there's like shit on your dick afterwards? I don't think I've ever experienced that exactly. You've never had that, Wackley? Well, define shit on your dick. <laughs> I mean, there's feces. I wouldn't want to eat off penis. of it. But I've never had like a like a great honking wad of shit on my dick. No. <laughs> I remember. Uh... I, th- I th- if a girl, if her colon is full of turd, she needs to like say that we're not doing that. <laughs> what if you're really drunk and it just sort of happens? Wait, 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 okay, P-Town, I recall you telling me a story that you could feel, weren't you telling me a story you could feel the turtle inside yeah. the rectal, like, canal? Yeah, and that's why I mentioned the, the, the drunk thing, because that's what, that's what this situation was. We were both really hammered, and, you know, one thing led to another, and all of a sudden it went in that hole, and it, it, it met with some resistance. <laughs> I mean, was it just kind of like did it kiss? Oh yeah, it was almost. It's like it's like when you're when you're climbing through a cave and you meet another cave cave climber. <laughs> oh hello! Why hello there? Fancy meeting you here. Sounds like a video game cave like climber. Pitfall. Yeah. Um, you know, I this reminds me of a story. Uh-oh. It's a level boss. <laughs> boss fight. This reminds me of a story. Uh, of uh, that that Kessler told me one time, and uh, he was having sex with this girl, and she passed out. You, I'm not going to mention any names because you know her, but she passed out, and they were having sex doggy style. And uh, he realized she passed out because she was snoring, and he pulled his dick out of her. And she was the one that instigated anal sex. And he pulled his dick out of her ass, and there was like a shit encrusted lima bean on the head of his <laughs> cock. <laughs> and he looked at it, and was just like, "What the fuck?" And then all of a sudden she farted and then just shot out like just diarrhea, like all over, like it just kind of just sprayed out all over his, uh, his thighs. And then somebody she, needs to tell this girl that she needs to chew her food 20 times or whatever it is. <laughs> before she swallows. But the, the worst part about it, it's like, you know, he's covered in her diarrhea and she was just passed out in it and he got up and took a shower. He had to like pick her up and she was passed out and wasted and groggy and wash her off, change the sheets. It's a horrible. It is a horrible story. He was really traumatized. Never had anal sex again. So I don't, I don't know. I, all I'm saying, dude, you're, you're asking me adv- my advice. I would wipe it on her, but I mean, this you're, you're going to have shit on you, and she knows. I mean, you're in the you're in an area where there's shit. So Plus, I'm, if you wipe it on her, it's going to get on the sheet. So why don't you just wipe it on the sheet? But what would you wipe it on? Like the fitted sheet? Would you wipe it on the duvet? Not the duvet. Not the, the duvet. fitted sheet or the other sheet. <laughs> Just look- or go to the bathroom and grab some to- toilet paper, like a civil, like a non-savage person. Yeah, I was gonna say, like if he likes the girl and he understands this is a situational hazard, just make your way to the bathroom and wash your dick off. 
But I mean, would you just be like, excuse me, I'll be right back. I need to go powder up. Like, what do you say? Like, how do you excuse yourself? I got to de shit my It's cock. not dinner time with your parents. You can just go. May I be excused? <laughs> Pardon me, raise sir. Your, what do you raise your hand like in elementary school? <laughs> Thank you for the buggering. Pardon me. <laughs> I got a little dirt on my uh, John Thomas. Got to clean off. All right, people, uh, you can give us <laughs> give us your my two cents questions. Uh, we always love to help you out and uh, impart our years of wisdom here. Two zero six 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 three eight four six is that number. Uh, people, if you haven't uh, bought a copy of Play Something Dancy, get one right now. Go buy a print or a digital copy at Amazon.com and Amazon.co.uk. I love how, like, Limeys always tweet or email me saying, do you got a print copy available yet? It's like, dude, I mean, we've been fucking talking about this for two months now. Yeah. Two months? <laughs> months. longer than that. <laughs> but 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 the print copies have only been out for like a month because it took a little while longer. But anyway, if you go to Amazon.co.uk, you can order a print or a digital copy. You go to Amazon.com, you can also order a print or a digital copy of Play Something Dancy. Um, as we mention every week, iTunes, that's the way you listen to the show. It helps us out, boosts our ratings, gives us a gives us more exposure. And it also um, relieves some of the uh, the uh, traffic on our server. <laughs> so go to iTunes. I don't think it really does, but okay. I'm saying that, Wackily, just to try to oh. convince people to go there, okay? Oh, edit that out. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't edit anything. We're real. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, just go to iTunes. Do a search for Sick and Wrong. Subscribe. And uh, give us a rating. We've actually been getting a couple funny ratings recently. I checked it out. and it was, I was cracking myself up. Well, I was cracking myself up because I was reading your comments. So uh, thank you for doing that. Also, Cheap Trick Teas are still available. We are running out quickly, though. So if you want a Cheap Trick Sick and Wrong Tea, just go to sickandwrongpodcast.com slash store and order one today. Finally here, the uh, Sick and Wrong Song of the Week. I'm going to dedicate this one to, um, to all those listeners whose significant others are going to listen to this show, and then now they're going to want to cook with their semen. So once they listen to this episode, they're going to be like, I want to, I want to cook with your semen, so give me a load. And so you're going to have to do it because your wife's going to get upset. It's going to precipitate a fight. I would refuse, personally. But, you know, I'm sure there's going to be some couples out there. I bet you there's at least two couples out there that the wife's going to listen and say, hey, you know, I want to, I want to, try, I want to try a recipe with your semen. So um, for you, I'm playing Liz Fair's song, Hot White Cum. Have you heard that one? I haven't. <laughs> it's, it's not really a sexy song. Like, you'd think it would be, but it's not. <laughs> Even though I do find Liz Fair kind of hot. Anyway, people will be back next week with episode 366. Until then, take it sleazy. Good night. Thanks, P-Town, for being on the show. Thank you. All right.
old D Lance. <coughs> Rough night last night, man. Um, yeah, I listened to the podcast on Christmas. Uh, the two calls were me. The one about the lovely bum hole feeling. The other one about uh, a bit of spunk on the lip. Yeah, that was good, man. Had a good night listening to that for your drinks. Bit of a smoke. Yeah, man, love it. It's wicked. Um, yeah, nothing sick or wrong to report from South London. Um, just debating on having the third wank or not. Layers. Fuck, what?